With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. Today, we are going to talk about Nick Castellanos, a couple of Joes, and Copa Hats are here right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. All right, baseball family, we are really excited that you're joining us today. Brad is here. He's in the his house. I'm in my house this week. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he's in he's in yeah. his house. Yeah. Yeah, this week I'm in my <laughs> house. But we'll be jumping back there? and forth uh, in the next Ooh, few nice. episodes. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, before we get started, I, I mean, we got a lot of current events we're going to get through and then don't leave because in the later episode or later in the episode, we're going to talk about our favorite Copa hats. Minor League Baseball has released the Copa hats for this year, and it is there's some stories. It's going to be great. But before we jump into this, I have to share a personal uh, little tidbit. Can I, Brad? Is that OK? Yeah, go right ahead. OK, so tonight, as we're recording this episode of the podcast and baseball family, just to let you know, it is Monday, April 19th. 11:31 Eastern Standard Time. My brother, <laughs> my brother, did I get that wrong? <laughs> my, I just can't my brother and it, it, yeah, it's crazy, right? You be in Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> my brother and his wife are on their way to the hospital right now to have their first child. So I'm very excited about that, and I'm very excited for them. And I like being an uncle; it's a good time. So anyway, very awesome. good. Congratulations, Garrison and Jesse. And uh, everything's going to be great. I'll keep you updated as I get text messages during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I am pumped. All right, family first, right? Baseball family. That's why we do what we do That's here. Right. That's why we do yep. what we do. Okay, getting into current events. Nick Castellano's suspension because he wagged a finger. He, he it was uh, he went, he went up to uh, Major League Baseball and and they upheld his suspension. Actually, he challenged it and they said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you broke the rules. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what rule he broke. To be honest, yeah, like, I'm still no. confused why he's actually going to be suspended. Because I get it if a pitcher is suspended for hitting somebody, that makes sense. Sure. And then the guy goes out to try to fight him, like that makes sense. But taunting has never been a suspendable offense to me. I get it. No, nope. eject the guy. Eject him. Sure. I mean, okay. if it's egregious or it's the second yeah, or third time, sure. In the NBA, they used to be like really, really like hard on that. That if you mm. taunted the the opposing bench, you would get a technical foul immediately. And yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, and they don't. They're not quite so bad about it anymore. But baseball needs something like that. They need some kind of more than just the warning, right? Hmm. Because the warning is still kind of like players are just like, yeah, okay, we'll see. But if somebody got a technical foul, then you're like, okay, yeah, no, I understand. If I do that again, I'm gone, you know? Yeah, kind of like there's, a there's yellow sitting... card in, in soccer. Yeah, exactly. There needs to be some kind of yellow card, technical foul, something in baseball, mm. if they're going to enforce this kind of stuff. Because I don't, if I remember right, I don't think Castellanos was even ejected. Was no, he? he wasn't. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, you can't well, retroactively punish somebody if the umpires were not. Like, if the umpires <laughs> were like, okay, it's your fault. <laughs> You're out of here. No, no, no. You know, no, listen, MLB can't listen. be like, <laughs> upon further review, you were the one who started this whole mess. There, there, are, there are three layers to this, man. The first layer is you're, everything you said. We need to let this slide. That's the first thing. Because it's gamesmanship, and it's totally competitive, and it's awesome. And if, if, uh -huh. if, if our players on the field are not allowed to be excited, how can we expect the fans to be excited? That's the first thing. Uh, yeah. That's the first problem. Okay, yeah. the second problem. <laughs> the second problem is this is the most ineffective use of 
instant replay we have ever seen in Major League Baseball. Because you're right. You said on further review. And it's like, man, that's – come on. And the third thing is this This is Rob Manfred at its at his finest. It's not even him anymore. It's it. Right? This is – you got Manfreded. Manfreded? We got to come up with a verb. There's got to be a word. We need to put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, no. he's just got the Manfred treatment or something. I don't know. We'll, baseball family, if you come up with a phrase that we like, we'll put it on a T-shirt and get a free one. You get in the mailbag and send us some tips. There you go. It'll yeah. be good. It's awesome. All right. Yeah, because so it's, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Like, <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. You go ahead. I, I'm going to well, cool I, off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a drink. So, <laughs> Ryan Tapera of the – I hope I'm saying that right – of the Cubs actually – Got suspended three games for what MLB said, instigating a brawl. Uh, but this was because the Cubs have been hit multiple times. The Cubs are oh. leading MLB in hit by pitch this season, by the way. But the, the series against yep. the Brewers, he threw behind Brandon Woodruff, a pitcher, because he's like, no, I'm sick of it. We're not going to have any more of this. So since he threw behind him, he got suspended. None of the pitchers for the Brewers who were hitting hitting the Cubs, Cubs multiple players. times. Yeah, and he yeah, has like, yeah. I think Wilson, I think in like a three-game series, Wilson Contreras got hit six times. That might it's, be it high, was, but that might also was, be accurate. No, it was every bit of four or five for sure. Yeah, he, I thought he it was four for sure. was constantly getting hit. I know. But then a Cubs pitcher is the one who gets suspended. Like MLB needs, like, really needs to evaluate their evaluation process. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it, no. it doesn't sound efficient. Bring in a third-party third party consultant. <laughs> <laughs> something they clearly don't Bring know what they, yeah 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 that's what i'm talking about that's right because <laughs> this that's is perfect. this is the thing mlb is hitting the kid who hits back that's All exactly what i was just gonna say yeah they're punishing the kid who hits say back that. yes uh, yeah, and, and I don't understand it. And it, it all started with the Astros, that they got so, that so bass-ackwards that there was no explanation for why anybody was going to be suspended for hitting the Astros other than Dusty Baker said, well, you really shouldn't. It's like, well, Dusty, you're old-school baseball, man. Like, Come you on, know, dude. You know you guys <laughs> yeah. deserve this. And I know he's got to stick oh, up for yeah. his players, but at the same time, like, let's be realistic. Dusty's you know? woke now, man. He's woke something <laughs> okay <laughs> let's move on <laughs> the twins and the angles of anaheim didn't yes that's a bradism they didn't uh, bradism. The angels <laughs> they didn't play this weekend uh and the twins still did not play on monday because of covid now again there are a number of teams putting a number of players on the covid list who did we see uh, as the Astros? They put another five. I think it started with seven, and now it's and now it's five players mm-hmm. on the COVID list as well. So we've we've got some outbreaks, and what we're noticing is that the players don't want to get vaccinated. That's that's largely, at least, what seems to be happening. I don't. We're not in the clubhouses. We don't know what the Houston Astros are actually doing together, but there's <laughs> plenty of COVID outbreak. And uh, we we don't really know why. It's like at this point, come on now. Yeah, it seems like I mean you had a year to kind of figure out how things work, and then now you you would think that by this point it would be like okay, this is what we can and cannot do, so let's not do it, so we can play baseball. Let's play some ball. Yeah. Let's play some ball, right? <laughs> let's play the ball. <laughs> I believe that's from a documentary, but anyways, that's from the documentary. It was. Yeah. That's what yeah. very well said. Yes. Yes, but. <laughs> I'm I'm just curious, like how long is this going to go on? The Nats had issues opening opening weekend of the season. Oh, seriously, yeah. mm-hmm. come on now. And now you've got the Twins. You had the Astros missing a bunch of guys. And the Astros, like I'm curious how many guys you have to be missing to not be able to play. Because like you said, the Astros had between five and seven guys, and they still put together a team and went out and played on the road, even. Right. That's not taxi squad alternate site stuff, right there. That's. It, it And here's the problem. You bring up a good point, and I have no way to substantiate this. So let me make that clear. But it, it feels an awful an awful lot like strategery is what it feels like. Um, I know that's not a word. But it feels... <laughs> Depends on who you ask. It, 
Well, it feels very, very deliberate. And I think, uh, I, you know, I wonder if we're going to maybe need to see some sort of curtailing if this is the, the new game that we're able to play in Major League Baseball, right? Don't just say you have COVID and get on the list. Yeah. Like with the Tatis injury, right? Goes out, uh-huh. shoulder, it looks bad. He's writhing in pain, you know, and then – and then, oh, he's back for the L.A. series. <laughs> <laughs> it's and L.A. Bring him back. It's L.A. You got to play <laughs> against L.A., especially if you have a chance to win. So the guy uh, – I- I- anyway, I'm, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just saying it feels like there's a certain degree of gamesmanship being utilized or exploited, perhaps, mm-hmm. with Could this be. COVID list, COVID – you know, IL and it bugs me, <clears throat> bugs me. But if it gives you a competitive advantage, they're going to take it. Yeah. Because how many of these teams are going to have COVID positive COVID tests come August or September? Really? Well, I hope none, but here's the problem. This is what I see happening. You know, the teams are getting ready for to play these, to play these other teams, right? They're, they're strategizing they're building their lineup and they're building their pitching rotation. They're building everything to satisfy what they expect to see from the opposition on the field. And then if at the blink of an eye, right before the series is about to begin, everything changes, that's where I see the strategy coming in. Right? That's yeah. that's like, oh, no, we actually have a different third baseman today. Yeah, well, there and, there's that, but there's also like if somebody has a minor injury, but they don't want to go on the 10-day IL, or you want to give somebody a couple days off without like – giving them a couple days off you know for whatever yeah. reason yeah you know, that you can just put them on the COVID list and then they can come back oh you know maybe it was a false positive maybe we uh i don't know you know i guess i guess he got over it quick because we had a couple of negative tests right away you know i don't i don't know it's it's weird yeah. it feels weird um, it just feels weird that's all i feel like yeah. the, really though the only way you could fix it would be to make teams start to uh forfeit games but I, hey. they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, though, unfortunately. No, but that's a pretty dang good idea, man. Because they came close to the NFL. Because there are a lot of teams that had a lot of issues. Yeah. And they're like, you yeah. know what? If you can't play the game, like we're not going to push the schedule back any farther. We're just going to have you forfeit the game. And that was that was the legitimate threat that they had in November and yeah. December. Yeah, I think actually something like that makes a heap of sense in baseball. And, and it would have made even more sense during the 60 game season had it not been the very first time we'd seen it, but it's not now. Mm-hmm. And there is yeah. plenty of opportunity because we have teams with disproportionate schedules right now. I mean, if you look at the standings, mm-hmm. there are some teams who've played. It's not half of the games, but it feels that way, right? You look at yeah. the Dodgers, they've played every single game. And then you go to like Philadelphia or Washington, they haven't played every single game and it just looks weird. You're like, why have you yeah. only won four games? Well, the well, Dodgers and, and won like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. And one of the things that stinks about it, like I'll I'll just finish up with this, is that the team that was fine, like the Mets, did not have any issues. But the Nationals were the were the reason that they had to postpone that series. So the Mets yeah. are gonna have they're gonna have to make up those games later. And that stinks for the Mets because that's gonna mess up their pitching pitching rotation. It's gonna mess up their bullpen. And if those games yeah. don't get made up till you know, I'm sure they'll get made up first half of the season, but say it happens in August, they have to make up those games in September. The team that was healthy is punished. Yeah. Right? Well, and, so, and, and, and think of the injuries that could come up later that you don't know about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it just it really bugs me that you've got teams that are that were healthy, were doing everything they were supposed to, following the protocols, but then they're going to be punished at the end of the season by messing with their bullpen, risking injury. Yeah. Uh, messing yeah. with their starting rotation come come September and it, it it bugs me. It's it's a whole competitive balance thing and I don't I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. But anyway, All right, we got we got to move on past this really quick. Yes. Um I'm just going to lead this in and then I need you to be the one to talk about it cuz okay. I can, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> the the, Yan- the Yankees I'm going to say the Royal we are in last place. Um, I got to own it when we're bad too, man. I just, you have to, 
right? Not like the, all the Yankees fans that are currently Mets fans. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. I'll... <laughs> anyway, they're in last place. And here, I got to tell you, one of the things, and we talk about this a lot, right? I'm a Yankees fan, but mm. there's something different. There's a different breed of Yankees fan or something, I don't understand, who are okay with throwing things onto the field due to bad performance. And especially on Jackie Robinson Day, I mean, mm-hmm. this is – I'm I'm so angry. <laughs> I don't – I don't even know how to be right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, the pause I, I play. Like that's, that's a whole different kind of – like a whole different breed of fan anyway who's going to throw stuff on the field. It, that yeah. makes me mad every time. I, yeah. I really get upset when that happens. But – Except for the, the one paper airplane in L.A., well, that makes that's that. I mean, that's that a was kind of different. It was kind of funny. Other. I don't know why that's different, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what though? You know what's funny is that's not something that's a new or b exclusive to L.A. Um, oh, for sure. Because I remember when I was oh man, I was little, little, like little. It might have been the first game I ever went to. We were at the Kingdom. The Mariners were playing the Yankees, and I remember two things from that game. Legitimately, two things from that game. One was anytime there was a foul ball hit, there was a slide whistle, like, you know, like there was that because I heard it a lot and I was little. I was like, what is that noise? The other thing I remember (laughs) was people throwing paper airplanes onto the field. Um, I remember the left fielder, I think it was the left fielder, right fielder. I don't know. Anyways, one of the outfielders who was like pretty much right in front of us kept stepping on an airplane that was thrown onto the field. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah but that's like, different ta- than like fans. Little. That's different than fans being irate. And it is. It is very different. It is incredibly it's different. A step up from booing your pitcher off the mound, which happens in New York as well. And that's fine. I mean, it's, there's nothing it's wrong not with my, it. It's not my favorite thing, but there's nothing wrong with it, right? It's, it's fine. Right. I was booing Tyler Clippard in 2016, <laughs> too. Okay. From my armchair. I was like, boo. You know, I got it. Okay. If I'd been there, I'd have been on the chorus. Totally. In my robe and well, everything. And, and the players know why they're being booed. Like Bryce Harper said last year or two years ago, whatever whatever was his first year in Philly, he's like, yeah, I'd boo me too if I'm playing terrible. Yeah, like, exactly. Get, it was they, terrible. They get it. They get it. Yep, they know why. For sure. But this is, this is my big takeaway from this whole thing, Brig, is that things have gotten so bad in New York that Jay Bruce retired. Yeah. yeah. Now, to me, that says there are bigger issues than what's going on in the field. This extends to the clubhouse. Uh, yep. When I heard when I heard him say or heard saw the thing come down that said that he was going to retire after Sunday's game, I was like, oh, rut row. And that was the first thought I had. And then immediately I thought back to the 2010 Seattle Mariners. Uh, another player who happened to be my favorite player of all time, Griffey retired in a similar fashion. Things were really, really bad in Seattle. Really, really yeah. bad. And he just peaced out in the middle of the night, called the Mariners when he's in like Montana or something, said, hey, I re- I'm retiring. I'm on my way home. Uh, see you around, I guess. Sorry, but I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what it, what it boiled down to was that team had completely given up already, and that was like May, right? Like, they gave yeah. up on the manager. He had completely lost the clubhouse. And it took them into 112 games into the season to fire Don Wakamatsu, the manager. Right. And here's the thing that's even crazier. Is in 2009, the Mariners went 85-77. and 77. They finished uh, 2010, 61-101. Wow. So, I think, this is what I think. There is some kind of issue in the locker room. I don't know if there's a mutiny pending. Um, mm. I don't know if there's just major lack of chemistry issues, and we're going to hear about a, a clubhouse fight here pretty soon as guys uh. kind of sort things out. Because that's not uncommon. That is not uncommon. That happens quite a well, bit. And not in New York. It's not uncommon in New York. Well, And, I mean, I know of three in Seattle in the last ten years, and I'm sure there's been way more than that. Yeah. You know, like that that whole thing on is it Major League Two when they have the brawl like the their own brawl yeah. in their clubhouse or in the yeah, in the dugout? Yeah. Like that yeah. 
the only the only thing other. that's fictional <laughs> fictitious about that is that it spilled off spilled out of the, onto the field from the club or from the dugout you know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> that, that yeah, that's exactly. a real thing that happens and i wouldn't be surprised if we hear about this happening in new york pretty soon well either... I, I will say that tensions are high anyway so mm-hmm. regardless of what's brewing under the surface and that, that might be a contributing factor something something is going like it's going to come to a head anyway you know what i mean yeah Either there's something wrong and this is the these are the symptoms or this is what's wrong and it's going to boil over. It's going to be one of the two. It has to be. Or I guess there's a third option that they, they pull themselves together. And that's what and I, that's what I was like, going to say. Is that I'd like to think. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You like to think. No, I, I, I'd like to think that maybe Jay Bruce is the problem and he's bowing out. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> OK, I'm so sorry. I'll leave now. You go back to being 100% better than when I got here. Can you do that? Okay. It's better for everybody. Got it. I'll just That is hopeless optimism, Brick. <laughs> Dude, that's that's delusions of grandeur is what it is. That's Cause that's next level. He's a clubhouse guy. That's crazy. Yes, he is. Because <laughs> I was going to say. 100% delusional. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like one of two things is going to happen. Okay, there's going to be a brawl. And then either the wheels are going to fall off and Aaron Boone is going to be fired by August, maybe even July. Yeah. Uh, sure. Or the other option is there's going to be a clubhouse fight and everything will be just fine. Everybody will be happy and go lucky and get along again. And the yeah. Yankees will go on and win the division. I don't know. I don't know. Well, somebody needs to fight soon, though, because <laughs> it's going to have to happen soon. I mean, the, the wheels are already falling off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. It's getting really, it's getting really bad. bad. And, if, and they're going to not be able to right the ship in enough time if they're not careful. But you're right. Like, the way dudes work, the, just the mm-hmm. way men are, for whatever reason, is if we can duke it out really quick and just settle it, Mm-hmm. it things typically they they improve you, and then you hug it out and you move on you're like now you're best friends you know so yeah. it's not always that way but when it happens that way it's common it's not uncommon so mm-hmm. maybe that is what happens but i'll tell you i can't ima- i can't tell you how many errors i saw and and you know when i say errors i'm talking scorecard errors mm-hmm. like if i was scoring the game i would write e but right. also, it's like stupid stuff that I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, I'm super upset just on Saturday's game alone. <laughs> it's just, I sat there and Olivia, she could only get through about four and a half innings. I had to make promises. I'm like, yeah, you can have a large marshmallow at the end. As soon as it's <laughs> top of the fourth, you can have a marshmallow. And then when you get to the fifth, if you can get to the bottom of the fifth, then we can, you know, you can have this treat. <laughs> so I have to bribe my child to watch baseball with me, which is fine. She's four. It's okay. This is building blocks. This is how it goes. But when they play so dang poorly, it's hard to keep her engaged, New York. Yep. Okay. It's true. Yeah. And then you throw stuff on the field on Jackie Robinson Day. I'm so mad. All right. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Joe West for a minute. Let's get some Joes in here. A couple of Joes, actually. Yeah, a couple, right? couple of Joes. Let's start with Joe West. All right. So Joe West won a five hundred thousand dollar defamation suit against former player Paul Laduca. Brig, you want to tell us what Laduca said? Ladu- Paul Laduca accused Joe West of rigging the strike zone. Oh yes. Oh yeah. No, now it gets better. Not just, not just, not just rigging the strike zone, but he charged West of rigging the strike zone in favor of former New York Mets pitcher Billy Wagner, in exchange for use of Billy Wagner's 1957 Chevy. He said, <laughs> "He said, listen, this is what has happened." Okay. Uh, <laughs> Billy Wagner's getting favorable treatment in the strike zone because of a car that doesn't even. <laughs> Nobody gave Joe West a car. <laughs> he just got to use it for a little while. <laughs> and that warranted throwing games. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, the point is all this slant slander 
Is it slander or libel when it's publicized? Uh, that would be slander because he said slander, it on a podcast, yeah. right? Slander, yeah. Libel is when it's just verbalized, right? Okay. Well, sl- libel, uh, libel is written. Slander is spoken. Uh, you learned that right. actually on uh, the first Spider-Man movie. The very first well, one. And also, let's just give a nod to the Utah Valley University Journalism Program. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Media <laughs> they ethics. They did a terrific job. Appreciate that. We knew that. <laughs> Thanks, Jim and everybody else. Um, all right. So <laughs> I hope they're not listening. This is bad. Anyway, he <laughs> let's narrowly avoid libel ourselves and slander, sorry, slander really quick. See, I just screwed it up again. Man, I figured I had that. Anyway. <laughs> the point is, Laduca he he just says that Joe West is guilty of rigging the strike zone. That's the and point. you know what? There's a really easy way to fix this. You know that brig? Just a what? simple solution so that this doesn't ever come up again. You know how you know how you fix that? You mean after the fact? Well, I mean, just like Major League Baseball could look at this and be like, "Yeah, that's whether he did or didn't. That's not a good look. Let's just fix this so that it's not an issue anymore with the strike zone, and let's just do automated." Robot umps. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? You found I'm not a way. You. There it is. Just gonna set that oh. there. And so a it. Manhattan Supreme Court judge, we said, moving beyond this, ruled in West's favor. Okay, not long ago, this was on Monday, and uh, ordered Laduca not just to pay the five hundred thousand dollar fine, but also interest. I don't know where you're tacking on interest. Yeah, I don't know how that allegation. works. I don't know what the vig is on that deal, but I gotta figure uh, that out. Right? It, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that interest rates are interest rates are so low right now. You know, because <laughs> save them a little bit of money on that. But anyways, okay, let's talk about our other Joe here. Uh, we have Joe Buck. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Jeopardy right now is doing celebrity guest hosts like. It was big news in the sports world uh, last week, I think, because Aaron Rodgers was hosting. Yeah. Um, he actually has thrown his name in the hat for the full-time gig. He wants to replace Alex Trebek. Uh, and I heard he was very good. And a lot of people are like, yeah, he'd do great. But Joe Buck is now going to guest host Jeopardy and throw his name in the hat for the full-time gig. Huh. Uh Brig, and real quick though, before anybody gets too excited about this, he would still call baseball games because it's only like a forty-two. Like they they record like what forty-two episodes a year or something like that. And yeah, so, it's not that much. It's and they do it in like time commitment. He could do both, and they do it in like yeah. two or three weeks. So he'd still call baseball games. So don't get too excited over it. Brig, do you think Joe Buck would do well as a Jeopardy host? One hundred percent terrific. Yeah, I agree. Now he's just he's this. just snarky enough. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. It's just he's cheeky. It's not. It's not even really snarky. Snarky has a bite on it. He's not snarky. He's cheeky, right? He has the. It's the same as Alex Trebek. He could. Alex Trebek could be could be so friendly, and it was so dry. Whenever he'd scoot in a little dig, or a little mm-hmm. like, uh, I think you totally blew it there. <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah. and it's. It's just it's going to be a step up in animation from that. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to bring his own style to the table. But but Joe Buck will be will, he'll be cheeky. That's what it'll be. Yeah. And I think that's going to be interesting. So, but here's the thing. Here's this is what I was excited about when I heard this. I thought, look at what has happened to Alex Trebek. Everybody loves him, right? This storied career, this enormous track record of success, this long lasting streak of episode after episode of all this stuff, right? He became like this, this game show host hero, and, uh-huh. and with all the trouble he went through at the end, it, you know it's really tragic, and everybody kind of felt the weight of it. Right, he was a household name for years. Mm-hmm. I think that's Joe Buck's best chance at overcoming this Joe Buck thing he's got going on. So for whatever my it money, is, yeah, I think you're whatever right. it is. For my money, I think that if 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 I were him, I'd be throwing my hat in the ring as well. Because I would want the one, maybe of two, maybe opportunities to uh, to become a household name for a very positive reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so, got uh, he's only joke. got about thirty years left to prove himself. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, maybe twenty five. I don't know. <laughs> but here, this is the thing that I worry about, though, because like I know that 
that uh, the Price is Right records a ton, that Drew Carey just went and only does like he like only does the Price is Right. Yep. Right. Um, yes. You know, you never see him doing TV movies. Other, yeah, no more Who's Line, which is a bummer. No more Who's um, Line. Sad. But I'm yeah. curious if Joe Buck would get like really comfortable with Jeopardy and just be like, ah, this is cool. It's nice and cushy. He worked a few weeks. He a would. Year. He, no, he totally would, dude. And he would slide right out of sports, except they would call him in to do uh, the World Series, the Super Bowl, and the World Series. Yep, stuff like that, like big time stuff. They'd bring him in for the Olympics, maybe if Bob Costas isn't available. Stuff like that. That's exactly what would happen. Yep. Mm. And I, I feel like a lot of people would be very happy about that as well. They say why? Very happy. I feel like a lot of people would be very happy about that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. But okay. Right, before let's, we let's, take a quick break, before we take a quick break, right? Let's talk about Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Because uh, he went on. <laughs> they mic'd up Anthony Rizzo, I think, and Freddie Freeman, right during the Cubs Braves game. Uh, I don't know that Freddie Freeman was mic'd up during that game, but I know for sure Rizzo was, as evidenced by the was. video. Well, the video's terrific. If you haven't seen it, you jump on Twitter and watch this video because uh, Freeman gets caught in a rundown, right? Mm-hmm. He gets caught in a rundown. He's, there's, there's a pickle, and <laughs> freaking Anthony Rizzo says, Fred Rick, and <laughs> runs after him. <laughs> it was, the best it is, was the best delightful. Is some photographer – Got the got the best picture, and it was Rizzo getting ready to toss the ball to uh, I I think it was Javi Baez made the tag to make the out, but Rizzo's getting ready so. to toss the ball to him. He's got a big grin on his face. Freeman's sliding and he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> so funny! It's a perfect picture. Um, I think I'll I'll see if I can put a link up to both of those on in the in the doobly do because it's it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you got to see both of those. They're awesome, so good. Yeah, it's, uh, that's it's awesome. Funny. I I think we need more of this in baseball because it's it's a really good human element. Like you know, we talked about the yeah. strike zone being the human element. That's the wrong human element. The right human element that we need right now is this one. Because baseball I, players get a bad rap of being too serious. You're the wrong human element, but <laughs> this is the right human element. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> And we'll be right back to discuss our Copa picks of 2021. <laughs> if you're anything like me, you wish you could read more, but life has you up and moving at breakneck speeds. Driving back and forth to work, dropping off and picking up kids from school, cleaning the house, and much, much more. When do I have time to sit and read an actual book? That's why I use Audible. I can turn my car into a rolling university with Tom Verducci, I can investigate the 1919 Black Sox scandal while vacuuming my stairs. So if you want to learn from Joe Torre, Jackie Robinson, and Jeff Passan, you can with Audible. Click the link in the description to get your first month free and support the Baseball Together podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Nonthera Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Welcome back, baseball family. So we have, actually, I think this is going to be something we do every year because I love this. It's a ton of fun. We love the Copa de la Diversión caps that minor league baseball does every year uh you'll notice that we are wearing hats backwards that's going to be part of a reveal and a story later actually uh so we'll get into that oh yeah so what we're going to do is we're going to do our top four copa caps each that we think are the best um and as per usual there will be a runner-up that will be revealed in the end uh so basically we're doing our top five is how what it comes down to um (laughs) i suppose yeah (laughs) (laughs) But so fine, put a pin on it, <laughs> something like that. But uh, yeah. but Brig, do you want to lead us off with your number four <clears throat> Copa cap? I do. Okay. So uh, this cap, actually, I don't know how it didn't make it into my into last year's voting. 
mm. uh, but it didn't. Because I uh, did a little bit more digging, I'm now talking too much, but it's a 2018 hat. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. 2018 hat. And it. I'm trying to find the team. Um, but it's the uh, original Los Toros Copa hat from 2018. And that is super exciting. And we'll put a thing on the, we'll, you know, we'll put pictures of it up. But basically, yeah. it's black. It's Vanderbilt colors. It's black, white, and that Vegas gold tan, okay. creamy tan color. And it is slick. It's a V. And it's got a, but the the V has cow kind of intimations on it. Like, like, kinda like black a, and like white. And then. Oh, like spots? Like spots, but they're not it's not spots on the V because the V would be obscured, so it's kind of on the edges okay. coming in, and then there are horns and it's all in black and white and that Vegas gold and the white on the the hat itself, so it's a six panel hat, and the two outermost panels are white. The and then there are four, two in the front, two in the back that are black, the squatchy, the eyelets the new era design on the left hand side and the the principal color on the design itself are that Vegas gold so it really jumps like i said it's like the vanderbilt colors mm-hmm. in it, and i love it i think it's just awesome that's awesome um yeah I, this that's one thing that i think is cool about the uh, the copa caps is that they they have the colorful like the really bright colorful ones like i'm about to do but there's also like the really bold black and gold ones that are really cool and they do different things yeah. with the paneling like that i've never seen a hat that's paneled the way that you described that that is really cool so it's the i just found it it's the vasilia rawhide um it's the vasilia i think i think that's in california um but yeah vasilia rawhide looking really quick low a affiliate of the arizona diamondbacks in vasilia california there it is very okay. cool very cool i feel better i thought i had that up but i didn't and then sorry <laughs> <laughs> brad what's your choice <laughs> okay so my number four i've got the scranton wilkes bar rail riders and their hat is actually like barry scranton wilkes barry oh well Wilkes barry okay thank you for correcting me on that you're, um you're welcome out on the west coast we say bar but anyways so, <laughs> so this is kind of like some kind of monster. All right, I think this is really cool. This is not something you would see on a hat typically. Uh, typically, um, it's like a like some kind of lizard monster. Uh, it's mm. got like sunglasses on, and the colors of this hat are like uh, kind of like a teal or a turquoise crown with a bright red visor. Brig, how about that? And thank you. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> the squatchy is the same color as the visor, but the eyelets are in navy blue. And this like monster thing is like a it's like a mm. green like lizard thing with uh with five horns, one on top, two on each side, and those are green and red with like some spots. Uh and the sunglasses make it look really cool and it's just got like I can't tell if it's being ferocious or smiling. Either way, I like the way that it looks. <laughs> and then the new era on the side is actually like a neon yellow. And yeah. it, it's like completely mixed match with the rest of the hat, but it looks really cool. It's a fun hat. It's something that I would just kind of wear just for fun. You know, it's like you walk around and most people be like, what is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's not important, but it looks cool. Doesn't it? That's, that's kind of the wear that <laughs> I would get out of this kind of hat. And I think it's fun. And so, so you're the, the two front panels are, are, are split in half, right? They're kind of, or maybe even two and two thirds into a third. Is that the one you're talking about with the red visor? Uh no because it's the whole crown is one color, and it's it's a oh, it's a standard a different one six panel hat. I'm I'm looking at a different Scranton hat. Okay. Oh, All right. well, I might have to That's look cool. for that while you do your next one, Brick. Oh, I see the one you're talking it about. Out. I see it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really cool. I right? like that. Yeah, it's like. Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's it's kind of got like the two oh, panels. Oh, I see the, the one you're talking about now. Yeah, there it is. There okay, it yeah, is. I've never seen a hat like that. That's really cool. How it kind of comes Isn't down that cool to... at an angle across those panels. Instead of being fully white on those front two panels, it's like partial. That's yeah. really interesting. Same design, same same principle design. Yep. Yep, everything about it is the cool. same except for that interesting piece of white. 
see, baseball family, this is why we love Copa, right? Yep. This is this is so much fun, and it's man, it's awesome. Okay, and if you'll notice, I'm wearing a fitted hat. I just think Mark that those of you watching at home, you should know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is a huge deal. Um, okay, all right, I'm gonna get into my second one. My number two slot, let me see, is going to be the Cascabelas de Wisconsin fitted hat. All right, the Cascabelas, they're uh, the rattlesnakes. And this is this is the uh, Cascabelas de Wisconsin. The cool thing about this hat, I'm going to look up who they're affiliated with really quick. The cool thing um, that I think about this hat, Brig, because this was also my actually my next choice. Get out! Are you serious? Wait, wait, wait! Serious. There's multiple. I'm. What's that? There's multiple versions. There are, and that's what I was gonna say. That's the thing that I think is cool is that there is the bright red crown with the turquoise or teal visor, but you can yeah inverse it. You can invert it, and you have the teal crown with the red visor. And the orange. Is it orange? No, it's orange. It's orange. I might need to turn up. The that's the cool thing about it. Is it's bright, bright orange. And so you get it's almost like the Mets colors, but it's that it's that turquoise blue up in the crown, and that's that's actually the hat I chose. So the new era logo on the left is that yellow; it's a bright yellow, which is incorporated into the rattlesnake design on the front uh-huh. of the crown. And that rattlesnake design, I think, is pretty dang cool. Yeah, I, I love how loud it is. Yeah, I, don't you love how loud it is? That is exactly it, what it was about awesome. it that I just I loved everything about it. Is that I like the like there's no, it's no secret that, that I love the D backs rattlesnake design, uh, and this was just totally taking it to a different level and adding a whole just not even I just throwing a whole bunch of color on it and making it so loud. That's really what what it was that stuck out to yeah. me that I loved about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So this is the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. And uh, they are affiliated with the Milwaukee Brewers. That would make so sense. That's that. Yeah, that's that's who they're affiliated with. I can't decide what uh, level they're in. Actually, this. Why would they? Oh, it's a high A affiliate. Okay. Okay. They're the high A affiliates of the Milwaukee Brewers. So very good. All right, baseball family. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you numbers two and one plus honorable mentions. Right. Yep. It's going to be awesome. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what's, what exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right. It's not. Instead, I drink Rays. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Before we get into our number one and number two picks, Brad and I have a special announcement to make and a little bit of a story to share with you. Mm-hmm. He was here in Greenville, South Carolina, not long ago. Okay, and we had we had a ton of fun while he was here. One of the things we were able to do is secure ourselves a handful of interviews, all of which you will be privy to in the coming weeks and months. However, one of them that we think is worth discussing right now is that we got to sit down with mem- uh, the some of the staff at the Greenville Drive mm-hmm. and the director of stadium operations and one of their executive account managers, which was really neat. We get a 
we got an episode coming where you're going to hear the interview that we did with them. We did a stadium tour with them and everything. And then the best part is, oh, I don't know if it's the best part. Boy, it's hard to classify what the best part is, right, Brad? It, it really is, yeah. But one of the fun things that happened is at the end of our stadium tour, after we'd conducted the interview, we had a great time. We took BP under the stadium as well, and we'll show you all, all the shenanigans that went with that. Brad <laughs> broke their bat. I did. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen the TikTok video, go on there and look at it. Maybe you know we'll put it up and make sure it's there. But anyway, the point is, Brad, a lot of sh- we took BP in, under the Greenville Drive Stadium, and it was awesome. Um, that machine was just all over the place. No wonder those guys in Boston know how to hit the ball because their their minor league system prepares them for everything. <laughs> they should come out of there hitting like Vlad. I mean, let's be real. I'm telling you, man, they, you can't take a base if you get hit by a pitch in BP. It just doesn't work that way, yeah. right? So, yeah, that's right. Even though Brad got hit by a pitch. About anyway, that. <laughs> listen, that's a, that's a tease for TikTok. Get on TikTok and watch. Um, boy, that's fun. We had a we had a lot of fun dodging balls and uh, hitting some of them. Just a few, but we hit some. Anyway, so <laughs> so while at the end of everything, we ended up at the team store, and while we're at the team store, they announced to us casually, very very casually, on our way there, that they've got their 2021 Copa hats available. And the person we were talking to tells us that yeah, the previous. Like the last year, the way they kind of handled their Copa tradition wasn't their favorite, and the, the fans responded wasn't their favorite either. So they, they changed it up entirely, and they went with a very loud, very, very Copa-esque color scheme and everything. And Brad and I found our way into hats about a week before uh, they were even going to be put on the shelf and released on, on the website and everything. It was really fun. They totally, totally hooked us up, and we're super grateful that we got the opportunity. So Brad and I both have agreed that for that story alone, in addition to the design itself, that Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Drive, affiliated with the Boston Red Sox, have our pick for our honorable mention this year. And Brad, should we reveal to everybody what the what the hat looks like? Let's go ahead and flip it around, Brick. Let's flip it around. So for those of you go. watching on YouTube, there it is right there. Yes. For those of you listening who don't have the privilege of the visual, let's explain it really quick. The visor itself is this really nice powdered blue. Mm-hmm. The crown, the two front panels on the crown are white. The, the uh, subsequent or back four panels the rest of the crown. are br- yeah. bright, bright pink. The eyelets are white. The squatchy is that same powdered blue. And then on the front, you'll see Reedy. Reedy of the Reedy River is Mm. the frog that is the principal logo here uh, in that bright, bright lime green outlined in a very pronounced gold. He's wearing a pink cap, which is iconic now because this cap is pink. And then uh, he's got this very distinct look on his face. But if you'll notice... Uh, under his white jaw, it's baseball stitched, Brad. And there are two yes. bats yeah. that are not crossed, but they look like frog legs. <laughs> they do. And, you know, I uh, it was funny talking to, was it Roxy who was working at the uh, team store there? Ro- yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Roxy. So she had very strong opinions about last year's hat. Thought that it looked like a worm flying. Did not like it at all, but loves <laughs> flying this hat. worm. She was, that's right. <laughs> she was so happy to give it, like, to dig through boxes for us. So kind to find our right sizes and to to sell these hats to us. And it was it was great. And when she finally like brought them to us, we're like, oh yeah, those are outstanding. Uh, yep. This is one of my favorite. This is one of my new favorite hats. I love it. So. Yep. She had to call. She had to call her boss while we were there and say, okay, we've got these guys here. They just did an interview with these other two people, and we'll announce their names when we do the episode. But um, they just did an interview for their podcast called Baseball Together. Um, mm. Can I? They heard about our Copa hats. Can I sell them Copa hats? And they said they made us promise that we'd wait at least a whole week. Uh, so mm-hmm. we verified that the, these hats are now on sale on the Greenville Drive's website. So if you go to milbstore.com forward slash collections or or you go to the Greenville Drive team store, you can find them. They're $32.99. It's a great price. 
And we would never plug a team this hard, but man, they really took care of us. They and did. We, <laughs> yeah, they did. It was a great time, man. We got to go. Mm-hmm. So it, and you'll see this. This is another tease, but we got to go inside the scoreboard. They have their own little green monster, and I don't say little very lightly because it's not that much shorter than the one in Fenway. But we got to go inside the scoreboard. It's a manual scoreboard out in left field in Greenville, and they've done a terrific job, man. And I say this all the time. It's one of the most, if not the most, charming minor league baseball facilities in the entire country. I have not seen them all, so I have to recuse myself just a little bit. But of the ones I've been to, which is not an insignificant number, this is a terrific facility. So, anyway. All right, Brad, now that we've been loquacious enough about the Greenville Drive (laughs) and this cool hat, how about – how about we jump in and, and deliver our number two and number one selections? Do you want to go first since I've uh, yeah, probably yeah, should I'll stop go talking? First. I'll go first. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> All right. So mine is going to be uh, – this is actually the high A affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Uh, this is going to be the Hickory Crawdads, also known as Yamas de Hickory for Copa. Mm. Uh, this is an outstanding hat because um, – Personally, because I'm a big fan of the movie The Emperor's New Groove, where David Spade yes. plays Cusco, who gets turned into a llama. This hat looks exactly like Cusco. Has the same like <laughs> Mayan, like kind of like a Mayan headdress that you would expect Cusco to wear. Um, and it's actually kind of falls down over his eyes. Looks... I mean, it, it's almost like they took the drawing, like took the animation of Cusco as a llama <laughs> and put it on the front of this hat. Uh, the hat itself is black, has a black crown, has kind of like an orangey gold. It's not quite the Vegas gold, but it's kind of an orangey gold visor. Uh, it's got a black squatchy, the button on top. And here's this, Brig. Hmm. The eyelets on this hat, you've got light blue, pink, yellow, Oh, sorry, that's purple, not pink, but uh, purple, white, the same orange as the visor, and another, like, turquoise color. They're all different. Uh, all different colors. Every squatchy is, or every eyelet's different. Every eyelet is a different color, and it looks awesome. Stop it's super off, cool. Man. They're all colors that are found within the headdress. It looks really cool. I like it. And he's got something in his mouth. I can't tell what it is. It might be a cigar. It might not be. It might be some kind of party favor. I'm not sure. Either way, this is a great looking hat, and I would wear this all the time if I had it. In fact, That's it might awesome. need to. I've got it at my number two only because of certain preferences, but it, it's close. It's close to my number one. So I mean, that's amazing, man. That's. I mean, it sounds really awesome, but I obviously didn't <laughs> pick it because I have. I have designs i like better <laughs> and that's just fine just that's kidding. just fine just kidding brad <laughs> <laughs> all right brig who you got next yeah okay so my next one is the uh it's uh, let me let me pull them up they're the high a affiliate of the chicago white Sox. and i know i'm going regional again here inadvertently but the uh winston Sa- winston salem dash winston isn't a word the winston salem dash <laughs> Uh, are are going to get my number two vote. Isn't and that the team? Didn't they change either. their name to the Disco Turkeys? Winston-Salem? Well, With the White Sox? Currently, they're currently the Dash. Oh, man. According to their uh, according to their very purple website here. All right. Well, go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, I'll do some more research on that. Okay. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Um, okay. apparently they're also at truest stadium which is must have been a a recent acquisition anyway the point the point is (laughs) this is this is what they said on their uh description now some of these minor league ball clubs really do not pay attention to the descriptions others of them go above and beyond and i really really like when they do so this they've they've taken on the name rayodos and that translates to the striped ones striped ones and they say, quote, MILB.com, this is born out of collaboration with the baseball team and the Hispanic League of Winston-Salem. The name recalls the pinstripes worn from previous Winston-Salem teams, and the term rayo is also loosely translated to bolt, which is the Dash's mascot. 
So basically, baseball family, the hat is bright red. I love a bright red hat. I started this episode wearing a bright red hat. The squatchy and eyelets are navy blue and or purple. I do believe they're purple now on a second glance, given the fact that they're purple. And uh, their their design is an R. But it's in very, like, jagged, punctuated uh, design. And there are a couple of other uh, embellishments, let's call them, in the design that come off in sort of a muted fashion uh, that have a uh, kind of a paisley nod to them. Anyway, the hat is bold, it is bright, it is fabulous. I love it. And it is, it is understated, and that's why it's powerful. I love it. We'll show you. For those of you watching on YouTube, you get to see it. For the rest of you, uh, we'll put a link in the doobly-doo. Awesome. Okay, Brig. Yep. I have I have some news for you. Send so it, the, bro. So the Winston-Salem Dash are now called the Carolina Disco Turkeys. Is that a thing? That's what happened. Okay. That is what happened. So that yeah. means that this is their 2020 Copa hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Dash were the high A affiliate of the White Sox. Yeah. And then this year they changed over to the Carolina Disco Turkeys, who, by the way, have the best name in minor league baseball. That is not a Copa name, by the way, for those of you no, who do not, not know. No, it's not. That is their everyday team Let me explain something to you. <laughs> Let me explain something to you, though. That means that uh, i got to get this hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even though it's fitted, i got to have one. And uh, it's it's terrific. It's mm-hmm. it's fabulous. Um, Excellent. Disco turkeys. Would you look at that? That's fabulous. Uh, also, baseball family, it's worth too. noting that we just went through the currently available hats on MILB.com. So what that means is that some teams did not opt to alter their design or change the, the name for their Copa season for 2021, which means that we are taking from all previous seasons this year and determining which ones are our favorites and that's probably why this one was not on my list last year because we only went with 2021 or 2020 it's true honestly yeah so that's a that's a little disclaimer here on how we're voting okay brad get why don't you give us your number one all right my number one and I typically choose this team when it comes to any anything minor league because I like their logo, I like their team name, uh, I kind of like what they're about, and they are a uh, their minor league affiliate for a team that probably my favorite team name in Major League Baseball. Okay, so this is the Bradenton Marauders. Mm-hmm. They are the low A affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, being someone who is obsessed, absolutely obsessed with pirates. Um, I yeah. love yeah. their Copa hat. It is so they have two options. They have black, just a straight black hat with their Marauders or what's what is it's the Barbanegras. I'm not sure how to say that in Spanish. Um, you know, I think you got pretty close, my friend. Yeah, that's as good as I'm gonna get with Spanish. I apologize, my Spanish is not any good. Um, but so. And what it is is it's a it's a smiling skull with an eye patch, a pirate hat, and cross bats behind it. Yeah, uh, they uh, they have an option where it's just it's all black. I think it looks very good. But this hat is outstanding. It is very very loud. It is a lime green crown with a black squatchy and a black visor. And you know what, Brig? I don't think I chose this one last year. If if I had the Marauders on my list last year, it was uh, it would have been that bl- their black one. But I will say this: my tastes have changed in the last year, and that loud lime green, yeah, fantastic. Mine fantastic. have too. Yeah, mine have too. And it's just been a year. It's only been a year, but it's been a long year. There's been a lot that's gone on. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's a fact. <laughs> that's an understated fact right there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's my that's my favorite one: uh, the Bradenton Marauders. Love it. I love everything they do, though. They have about 50 hats that I would, I'd snatch up all of them, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. So, for those of you baseball so. family that don't know, Brad and I have a very, very strong pirate thing going on. We don't know where it came, <laughs> where it came from. Not necessarily. Brad has more of a, a an association with the pirate thing than I do, given, up, or given <laughs> that he grew up in the Pacific Northwest. 
I don't know where mine came from. Maybe I just like anti-heroes or something. But the point is, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we really like the pirate thing. So if you, you can jump on our shop at 9plusus.com. We have a pirate line, actually, a whole collection um, of some mm-hmm. pirate designs. It's pretty cool. Anyway, all right, let me jump into my number one. And this is a team I, I am absolutely certain I picked last year. Not even – I don't even know. Because I didn't go back and double check what I picked last year, but the San Antonio <laughs> Missions baseball family, the San Antonio <laughs> Missions, they continue to wow me. I mean, I don't know another way to say it. They wow me with this flip flop, and it's just—it's crazy. This this flying flip flop. They they call themselves. Well, you got to call it what it is, though, Brig. The flying chancalas. <laughs> Chancla. It's chancla. That much I do know in Spanish. The flying chanclas. <laughs> These flying flip-flops are killing me. And this year, the one I picked is a baby blue, bright, really pronounced baby blue. We're talking four panels on the crown and the visor's baby blue. The front two panels on the visor are bright white. We have a – it's actually a, a slightly different color blue on the base of the chanclas and a chancla excuse me with pink thongs coming off to to secure your feet to the to the actual sole and then yellow on the outside the eyelets are pink the new era logo is pink the squatchy is that same bright yellow that's outlining the rest of the design on the crown i cannot get enough i shut up and take my money is what i have to say (laughs) to san antonio (laughs) now for those of you excited about it, like I am, San Antonio is affiliated with the San Diego Padres at the AA level, and uh, friends that live in San Antonio, and I'm sure they will attend more games this season as they are available. So I'm very excited about that. Very nice. I'm so Brig, order you, one. I gotta ask you. I yeah. I have to ask you, Brig. Do you know what a flying chancla is besides being a, a flip flop? No. So this is this is a cultural thing. I actually learned this from my wife who grew up in Southern California. Okay. Uh, so the chancla, is, the flying chancla, is a form of discipline. Um, what in in his in Hispanic cultures? I know for sure. Uh, I think there are some others. I don't know. I don't know for sure if it's a Polynesian thing. I can't remember. Somebody correct me, please. Uh, but yeah, like if you're in trouble, the chancla or the flip flop will come flying at you, <laughs> straight off the foot, right at you. Right at you. I've seen it a few times on TikTok too. There's a there's a few people who post videos about the flying chocolates, and it's it's hilarious. It is the funniest thing, and it's it's a real like a real thing. I think it's amazing. It's so funny. That's really funny. So okay, I was watching um, Coco from Pixar, Disney Pixar uh-huh. produced Coco. Yep, handful of years ago, and they're they make shoes. They're cobblers, right? That's their whole thing, and they're in Mexico, obviously. And the one boy wants to be a musician and they're against it because of their family history. I won't ruin it for you if you haven't seen it, but is that why they're all shoving shoes in people's faces? Is that the whole point? Like when they threaten people, oh, there's, they take there's off their shoes. Part. I think there is one part where he says, where he says no chancla or something like that. They throw a flip flop at him. Get out of town. I'm going to have to go back and watch Coco. <laughs> go back and watch it. It's in there at least once. I know that I am 100% buying this hat and I am 100% watching Coco again do it for sure take that i'm only um poco loco so it's okay <laughs> ah. but but baseball family let us know what you like as far as the copa hats go we are obviously in love with them we get so excited every year when these things come down uh in fact we have our very own version of a copa hat. i was wearing it at the beginning of this episode because thanks brig i uh, I, I stole your hat. I stole Briggs' hat. For those he of you did. Who don't he know. did. Uh, <laughs> I just I just put it on when I got there. Didn't take it off and brought it home with me. So this <laughs> is actually a version of our pirate hat that Brig talked about. Uh, this is we call it the Dia del Mago hat. Uh, but like I said, it's our version of the Copa hat. And if you like the Copa hats, go get that one because it it looks great. It has this one is the blue visor. We also have it in a pink visor and a black visor. Each is a little different uh, yep. with the design itself. They all look great, very sharp, very loud, like we like them. Yeah. So you can get that on 9plusus.com. They also come in dad caps and flex fits as well, so you can jump on there and, and grab those if you prefer. Baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio. 
Uh, if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Just hit that follow button, and we'll be popping up in your in your Discover Weekly. Well, not Discover Weekly, but you know we'll be following up in your Made for You stuff all the every time we we drop an episode. So don't forget to jump in there. And if you have an opportunity to rate the show, if you love what you're hearing from us, drop us a drop us a five star review. That helps us. And uh, if you know anybody that would benefit or enjoy the podcast, we'd love for you to tell them about us as well. For sure. And uh, like Rick said, like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Submit to the mailbag. Uh, like we said, let us know what you think about the Copa Hats. Send us your favorites. Uh, you can submit questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever you want through the mailbag. That is on BaseballTogether.com. In the navigation up in the menu, just click Submit to Mailbag. It'll take you to the form, and it'll send an email directly to us. But Baseball Family, thanks again for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Thank you.